0: That's a really good start to Yawa. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me in a yawn.
1: Uh, But I didn't yawn, which is interesting because yawns are supposed to be contagious. But I heard that. uh, Only
0: if you have empathy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What does that say about me?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Welcome to this week's Yawa, episode 51, and we are here to talk to you about the questions that you have asked us
0: via our YouTube comments. So thank you guys for subscribing and watching our videos and asking us questions. Before we get started, we want to take a second to thank our sponsors, one of which is Kent Cartridge, which guess what? Ethan's leaving tomorrow to go do. Goose hunt. A goose hunt.
1: And I've got some... Beep! Kicker loads from Kent. They are the uh, Fast Steel 2.0s. I got three and a half inch triple BB. I know you don't need those, but I want to try and kill a goose at a hundred yards. Okay?
0: Maybe he'll even get it on video.
1: Possible. I'm going to try. It's really tough to video yourself, but we're going to try.
0: And if you use the GoPro camera for a goose that you shoot at a hundred and some yards, Maybe like, it'll like what happened look out like there? like a little speck out. We'd also like to thank DT Systems and Eukanuba Premium Performance Dog Food. Yes. In other news, we've been talking about the fact that we have been so excited about getting new internet. And it's happened, people. Finally. It's not fiber, but it's way better than what we had in the
1: past. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We actually were shooting some videos this weekend and getting them, it's crinkly, and getting them uploaded and over to our media company for editing. And normally that takes, I'm not even exaggerating, days to upload and get into Dropbox so they can pull the files out. And, well, that's nifty. I was ready for a, yeah. It's a twist Fancy. And we actually uploaded two videos with audio files in 12 minutes. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. I know that might not sound super exciting, but to us, it definitely is super exciting. No, we're talking minutes
1: versus days, folks. Minutes versus days. It's amazing.
0: Which means that we can now go back to doing our live chats with Ethan and Kat. With Ethan and Kat. And we're going to try and do that a couple times a month. So we'll be doing these yawas that are shot and recorded ahead of time for situations like Ethan being gone goose hunting on a Wednesday. We can't be live. And then we're going to try and do live chats on Wednesdays, which we will announce. So be sure to check our social media so that you know when those are coming up.
1: 100%. Um, This lovely little pour for the whiskey uh, enthusiasts is Woody Creek Distillers. And this was actually shipped from a patron. Eric, thank you again. Um, I mean, uh, it uh, got dropped off because you can't...
0: Uh, Thanks for the gift. <laughs>
1: yep. <clears throat> It is uh, Colorado Strait 100% Rye Whiskey, Woody Creek Distillers. It's kind of a neat little bottle, and it's a very unique color. It's, it's a really a, pretty
0: color. It's kind of light.
1: Yeah, it's light. It's super light, which is um, it has got me intrigued. We will see. We're going to let it breathe a little bit. And, and it's then. in a
0: really pretty bottle with a fancy little top. Yeah, it's a twist off. So mm. very cool. you will not get to taste Thank you. test that. Thank you
1: very much. See how good it is. usually I like uh, rye is mixed with something, you know. So we'd use a rye in an old fashioned or um, potentially potentially a Manhattan or something to that effect. But this it smells good.
0: There's a start.
1: It's very ryish, which is not a bad thing, especially if you like rye. It's pretty smooth. Considering it is. That's 90 proof.
0: But that's kind of a fun little turn of events. Typically, we're saying thank you to our patrons for helping support our content. And this so time, we, we're saying
1: thanks for the patrons to the booze. Uh, no, that wasn't even a real sentence.
0: No, this time, the patrons are thanking us ah, for
1: yeah, the content with the booze.
0: With the booze.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, but also thank you for the patrons. Uh, that would be one of the biggest sponsors of the channel. You all um, help with lights and equipment and uh, everything, basically.
0: So. Yeah, so that we can keep creating fun content like this and some of our other upcoming videos this for is you guys. Good. Good. Enjoy. I'm always
1: scared. I will tell you. All <gasps> this, right. So this
0: water is just so tasty.
1: Yeah, I bet. Honestly. I, I bet you could drink as much of this as you would want to and it wouldn't affect from a pregnancy standpoint at all.
0: As much as I would want to. <laughs> as much as I'd you would like, want to.
1: Like, a drop. Me... Yep, yep, that's
0: enough. That's enough. enough. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> and then last but not least, the moment all you ladies have been waiting for. Oh, oh, Snapdragon. Finally, finally, finally. Check this out. Our sassy hats. Mm-hmm. Have finally come in.
1: So this is a this has got the split deal for the ponytail. A that can high pony pop out the top, and it says,
0: "Messy hair, dogs don't care."
1: We have them in three colors. It's this light bluish, steely blue, kind of distressed gray blue. blue. Yeah, um, a, a reddish color, all Maroon. distressed, kind of like yeah. lower
0: maroonish, and then a pinkish, pink-ish mm-hmm. and ish. They're all going to be on the website soon. We got to get, get pictures, pictures of them and, forks. and get them posted. But I can't
1: talk. It's like I'm on. No, this because is you my, just
0: keep trying to talk my, over me. This is my fourth. Fourth sip. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're super excited, or at least I am, that they finally came in so that I can wear my messy hair buns and still look cute and sassy while doing it.
1: And represent your old standing yeah, stone says, on is it the this side.
0: side? Or is this a side? No, you were right. It says standing stone on the side too. So pretty excited about that. They'll be up on a store soon. It took a while, backing and forthing with designs, and backing and forthing because we forgot to have standing stone put on the side and yeah. product, production stuff. So, yeah. well, should we start answering some questions? I like it. So this first question is a f- interesting one because I didn't really think about it as something that. Would be a question. And I like those kind of questions because it makes me think. And it makes me think, huh, that's actually a pretty good question. Why didn't I think of that? From Chelsea Nickish. Let's Yow- hear it, huh? <laughs> yeah, a question. We just got a seven-week-old lab. After a training session, should she be put in her crate to think about what she just learned... Or can mm. she be out with the family, which in turn leads to several redirections for chewing on things she should not be? So this is a good question because I've never really thought about it in a sense of I do a training session and then I should put the puppy away in their crate for time to think about the training session and process it. Um, first of all, I don't think dogs honestly have that long of attention span, especially young puppies. They are in the moment. And they're learning from that training session and they are getting challenged from that training session. But when the training session's over, they're on to the next thing. So if they're on to the next thing, which happens to be spending some time in the crate, then we're just working on some crate training. Or if they're on to the next thing, hanging out with the family, they're on to the next thing. Which could involve having to make some corrections and redirections for chewing on things, chasing, biting Anything that they maybe shouldn't be doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just, it's just life though with a puppy. When they're out, they're going to be doing those things, whether it's pre training, post training. So uh, although I'm a big advocate for, Crate training time. There's also out time, and it's just—I mean—that should be your expectation. You're going to be managing those things, redirecting, much
0: constant supervision of mm-hmm. those situations, and yeah, redirecting and managing those interactions.
1: And the key to that redirection. So we've mentioned this multiple times, but it seems like it's something that is worth mentioning again. People all the time say, "I redirect to these toys, and it doesn't work," and so the answer to that is if you are redirecting to something, and they don't it doesn't pull their focus and that's it's not the redirect doesn't work then what you're redirecting to is not equal or higher value and that is the key to the redirection so you've got to have something that's cooler to say
0: hey looky looky looky
1: i've got this this cooler for yeah, you
0: yeah and then it pulls their focus and it keeps their focus
1: Without that, it's just like, man, what uh, what do I want that for? You Go back I mean? to
0: chewing on what was much more enjoyable or exciting to yeah. me, which might not be something you want them to chew on. Um, the other thing that I do want to say about um, puppies spending time in their crates, that is also really important, whether it's before training sessions, after training sessions, just throughout the day. Uh, crate training is really important, as well as we get asked a lot of times about these puppies kind of getting really naughty and getting really zoomy and just getting almost out of control. And it sim it seems to typically come into play when the puppies are more tired.
1: Yeah. It sounds that, exactly like Aiden.
0: <laughs> yeah. That witching hour where they kind of get into, they're tired, but they are wild and wound up.
1: So we're we're sitting here for dinner this evening and I can see this little boy sitting in his high chair and he's like slow blinking as he's kind of half eating the rest of his food and I'm like all right well let's get down for a minute and then he is awake and he is running trying like screeching through the house zoomies I'm like, Aiden, you need, okay, you're just exhausted. Let's just go upstairs to bed, brush your teeth, change your clothes, go to bed.
0: So recognizing that kind of a cycle with your puppy, whether it's right before bed or when they need a nap, you know, seven week old puppies still sleep quite a bit. So if they're getting into that wound up stage of overtiredness, it might be a good idea to give them that time to decompress in their crate Take a nap and be ready for more structured training later, or just more development throughout the day. Interacting with the family,
1: hundred percent. Couldn't really agree good question.
0: more. Next question. This one was good from Dawson. Odom
1: Dawson's, Dawson's Creek.
0: No, nope. Dawson oh. Odom. How does Odom. your dog know whether they just need to retrieve for waterfall hunting okay. instead of point and retrieve? for upland birds. I saw that y'all went goose hunting with one of your GSPs, which Ethan's going goose hunting again with one of our GSPs, which is awesome. Are there any sort of different cues involved or do you just use fetch? Is there extra training I need to do for my GSP if I want them to hunt more than just upland birds? Thanks. Also, you guys have such great content and I've learned so much. So you're very welcome. Glad you enjoy the content and the videos.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, there, there definitely is a difference and it comes down to the situation. Dogs are really, really good at figuring out situations, situational training, where you're at, what you're doing. And when you have marks that get shot, typically, um, whether that be in training or not, if it's something is thrown for them, they're going to go make that retrieve, which is exactly what happens when the bird that's hidden in the grass gets up and flies. It now becomes a mark. It gets shot or it flies away and they chase it for a little bit and then learn to come off of it. But that is going to be the big difference is uh, it's just a retrieve versus a bird that's hidden that needs pointed. Now, I, I would, will say, go, go ahead.
0: I would also, I don't want to say argue, but I would also mention that uh, there's probably a little bit of different scent recognition involved because a pointed bird has just bird scent. A bird that needs to be retrieved typically has some blood and maybe some powder residue, shot residue that dogs can all differentiate all these different smells because this bird has now been shot and needs to be retrieved.
1: Yeah, uh, that would be from a uh, you know even in the field aspect of things versus. Um, a waterfall or waterfowl, excuse me, or retrieving side of stuff. But when we do duck search training, if the dogs find some dogs, they find a duck in the marsh, like Vex is key. And even when we've been duck hunting, I think if you go back and watch, uh, I shot a little video with a GoPro, uh, Peter and I, duck hunting the tank as they call it in the South. Um, shot a duck, coasted over. We went over to go look for it with Vex. He found it, pointed it, and was like on point on this duck that was tucked up in the cattails. So it comes down to a, a visual thing and how much pointing drive versus retrieving desire versus the training that we put into steadiness for him. But um, just incorporating, I mean, especially anytime there's a mark-type situation, you've got something that's flying and falls out of the air, they're going to want to go retrieve that. Um, Unless you have an excessive amount of pointing instinct. And then they're going to go over yeah. there and try and point it. again. And
0: but. the opposite can be said as well. Sometimes you get a dog with a overabundance of prey drive that's supposed, you know, that has, is supposed to be a pointing breed as well. And then even pointing their upland game to begin with can be a little Difficult. bit of a struggle mm-hmm. and take some excessive training to get to that point. Literally that point.
1: Well, that's uh-huh. the crazy thing about the versatility. To have a true versatile dog, you are teetering the line between too much pointing desire and too much retrieving desire. I mean, that is like the perfect dog would be right on that line. Yep, of a balance. Perfect balance. And it's impossible to find. I mean, we've got some dogs that are close but not a perfect balance. There's no such thing as a perfect dog, but we do have some dogs that shade the direction of, I don't say we don't have very many of them around that shade the direction of not enough pointing instinct.
0: No, because even Thunder who is a crazy exceptional retrieving dog. I mean,
1: Thunder is going to fall as close as what we've probably got right now, even more than Vex on the the balance. The balance. He's not perfect, but he's got a lot of th- he's a stud. Yeah. He's got a lot of things going for him, folks.
0: But to talk a little bit more about, like, the cues and the training involved, definitely there is different training for upland dogs and waterfall dogs. Uh, you know, we're looking for woe training and um, pointing. another,
1: I do believe, I will, thank you, sir.
0: In the field for the upland side of things. And then for... Waterfall-based retrieving or dove hunting, any of that, where they have to sit and stay next to you or be in a blind. There's that steadiness side of things as well as helping them mark birds and watch and be patient and quiet and then make those retrieves. And some dogs um, will also need formal retrieving work to help them understand that cue, fetch means fetch, and go pick something up on cue.
1: And I would say that uh, one of the big struggles that I see with the versatility of dogs is you're floating that line. And I would say, majority of short hairs and versatile dogs in general that fall into the pointing spectrum that have the ability to retrieve, they fall more to the direction of pointing. So you lack a little retrieving desire, little can be developed out well. And if you start incorporating too much steadiness too soon, you can lose desire to do the task so it's of like, retrieving of retrieving or even we've seen it firsthand with um, steadiness work. If we move to steady to wing shot and fall advanced training too fast with not enough experience, they can lose a little bit of desire for the task. it's like, meh, that's no fun anymore. So you got to, you got to find a good balance of incorporate some steadiness stuff. And there's a gentleman right now that's on um, Patreon that was asking about this and We talked about incorporating some steadiness into it, but having the ability to have a good balance, you know, it's do a steadiness session and then go back to some slightly less steady, you know, walking singles, marking drills or some other type of something, 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 and then do another steadiness drill and kind of be working on all of the things. You're still building your treatment desire, you're working on steadiness, but you're not applying them. Together until the steadiness, that the dog's drastically more confident in this um, before right. you apply it to the other.
0: We even did that with Clutch in some of his videos mm-hmm. where he's marking and then doing at the end some fun bumpers at the end where it's not completely structured anymore. It's a little bit of fun and excitement at the end to keep, keep that drive and desire and excitement going for training. Mm-hmm. So really great question.
1: All right, dear, what do we have next?
0: This one is from Rachel Curto. Yawa question, which we're getting all of our Yawa questions from the YouTube comments. And it's really easy to find them when people title them Yawa question. Yawa question.
1: It's kind of a cool feature. You can just t- 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 on the computer and you can search Yawa question. It pulls up every single one of them, folks.
0: Yep. I have a 10 month old male GSP. I love the videos. My question is, how do you interact with the pups when a training session isn't happening? Sawyer whines and follows me around the house when training is over, wanting more kibble and attention. I have been ignoring the behavior, but what else should I be doing when active training sessions aren't happening?
1: Lock him in the closet. (laughs) Short answer.
0: Not necessarily the real or right answer, but an answer. I would say. What would you say differently then? Lock him in the closet. No, just kidding. So this is actually something that I think gets um, overlooked a lot is how to have the dogs just interacting in the house when we're not doing active training sessions. And developing behaviors that we want out of our adult dogs as puppies is really important.
1: Because we do. We talk all, all our videos, all the questions, all the things. They're talking about how to specifically train something, but not, not necessarily how to not train
0: Yeah, and so we have dogs throughout the house that they follow me around a lot of times too. Quest is my little shadow when she's uh, not training. She follows me to the laundry room. She follows me to the office. She lays at my feet. Um, And she's not necessarily whining, but she wants to be with me and follow me everywhere. And then the whining probably is a combination of... He wants and or needs more. He's 10 months old, so it depends on what you've been doing to challenge him as far as training sessions go. These dogs need a purpose, need a job. And if right now you've really only been able to do some obedience training, it might be time for more. It might be time for more um hunting based training, more of a purpose-based training for him that he can get more out of, be more challenged, and then when it isn't time to train, he can kind of just relax and not have to necessarily be amped up about that. The other side of it is every dog and every breeding program is different. And he just may have a little more high drive, high you could I could
1: just have a squeak. Hi. I mean, have you tried to oil it? <laughs>
0: High energy level that always just needs more um, or a little more vocal type of personality yeah. based on his breeding.
1: What's well, like uh, Muddy? Okay. So this would just be another little quirk, if you will. Like Muddy, when she was a little puppy, especially when she's excited, and that 99% of the time that this happened, I'm 99.9% of the time, this happens when she's running through the field. You'd send her off and she's like, bark, 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 bark. And anybody that hunted with her when she was a little puppy, the first season was like, oh yeah, it was cute for the first 10 minutes. Uh, but then for the next hour, it wasn't. I mean, she literally just would run around barking. Arc, arc. She was hunting. She found birds. She did things. But um, as she got older, she kind of worked out of that just because when she was a puppy, she had that extra excitement for hunting. And um, But even when it ran her through her hunt test, I mean, she was a year and a half or a little, just a little over a year and a half. and Every time I cast her off for a brace, for the first couple of minutes, maybe at the most, a half a dozen little yarfs or, uh, is there something wrong with that dog? No, she's just happy. (laughs) And then everybody's got a big grin on their face. I mean, it's, you just, oh, wow. I mean, she literally just loves what she's doing out here and you can see that, so.
0: And that's just her personality. Uh, she even did it tonight when we went out for a little walk. Finally, the weather has warmed up. It was sixty-five this evening, so we decided to take a few of the dogs for a little romp through the property with Aiden. And he got worn out. They got worn out. But Muddy even did a couple just little bark barks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, she still got it. Um,
1: so your puppy could be squeaky. It just a you know, and that's. And following you around being your little shadow isn't that big of a deal. It just comes down to, like Kat said, we want to develop the, you know, the behaviors out of our puppies that we want to see out of them as adults. So as long as what they're doing you're okay with, cool. It's fine if they keep doing it. If you say, I don't know if I'm gonna really want you to do this forever or, or whatever it may be, then we can come up with some other solutions to kind of help with that.
0: Which might just be he needs more at this point, more something to burn off some of that extra energy. Um definitely we've noticed it with our personal dogs in the last couple of weeks with as cold as it had been everybody dogs Aiden us all getting a little stir crazy so he could just Cabin be, fever. Yeah he could just be a little stir crazy because he's not getting quite enough um mental stimulation physical stimulation on a regular basis and we could come to some kind of plan to get him more of what he needs Absolutely Samuel Montgomery Yawa question. It's a little bit longer, so bear with me. Hey there, my name is Sam Montgomery. I have a 10 month old GSP named Sage. Hey, the last dog we talked about was 10 months old. Uh, She's a lot of fun and we've been able to make a lot of progress working with her because of your videos. Awesome. My question is around house training. She is collar conditioned to kennel and spends a lot of time on her dog bed to keep her from getting into trouble. Heck yeah. Counter surfing, finding socks, etc. Perfect. However, she is still very much a bull in the china shop. Whenever she isn't on her dog bed, she's often running into things, stepping on us when we have her on the couch, knocking things off the coffee table, etc. We do our best to keep anything valuable out of her path- but she just seems to have no spatial awareness other than continuing to try to keep her on her dog bed more. Is there anything we can do to keep her from being so clumsy? Is this normal for GSPs? Thank you. I'm,
1: I'm going to say it's kind of normal for that age range. You know, like you're right in the, the awkward gangly state where they're getting pretty big, but they aren't fully mature. And I mean, that's, That's the awkward stage really is because they're full of power. They don't know how to control everything they've got going on.
0: Yeah. And like we talked about in the last question, you know, she might just need more. You're doing a lot of place training and obedience training, which is great. That's awesome. It is very valuable, especially in the house to eliminate some of the opportunities for naughty behaviors like counter surfing and sock eating and things. Mm -hmm. But she might be ready for more mental challenges if she's good at place training. I mean, that's easy. That's easy peasy now. She's ready for more. Let's come up with something else from running on a treadmill to doing some field work if you're planning on hunting with her. So more could be all that we need. But also, like Ethan said, I mean, it's kind of a phase that they're in. Um,
1: well, how, how old exactly is Splash? I'm trying to think here. She's like months? seven, eight months old. maybe
0: think she's about eight months old. I'd have to look at her birthday again.
1: I think we she's have close. so a,
0: many puppies right now.
1: Yeah, a couple. The um, but she falls in pretty close to that category, and she is in that stage where she comes in and she's just rip roaring, ready to roll, and um place training helps her to settle down that way. But having other outlets, right at eight months?
0: Eight months old as of the 17th.
1: Heck, yeah. It's pretty close. Dang, we're good. So, eight months old, she is showing very similar things. I mean, she's outside, she's ready to roll, and she's running. I took her out this evening as part of this little romp around, and was like, oh, it's perfect, and I'll try and take some pictures of her, and she never stopped moving. So, it was like a, a streak got the shot, the camera on machine gun mode, you know, just spray and spray and pray there.
0: Burst. <laughs> Did we get anything? No, nah, they're nah, all blurry. Yeah,
1: they're just, oh, I focused on the grass. Oh, I got her, uh, it's got her tail. Uh, we, come on now. So, I mean, I mean, she's in that zone and I mean, to be honest with you, at 10 months old, if you're putting this much time in with the obedience work and the other reps, I mean, you're not far from the just like that. And then she would be a completely different. He she he, she can be a completely different dog. I mean, it's just part of the development process.
0: Yeah, and the fact that you're recognizing that the place training is helping from the naughty behaviors, and when she's not on her dog bed, some of those naughty behaviors or just bull in a china shop uh, type of behaviors start to come out. That's when you just say, okay we're going to spend a lot more time on the dog bed and then some more time challenging you outside, outside. and, yeah. uh,
1: cause she wouldn't be a bull in a china shop if she was tired. I don't believe that.
0: That on, and on top of people,
1: but like legit tired.
0: Yeah. And it sometimes it takes quite a bit to tire these, these young dogs out. And um, Ethan and I, probably have a different way of developing puppies because like I just mentioned, we develop a lot of puppies and we typically have a lot of puppies going on at the same time. So if we just let them all run amok in our house, it would be complete insanity. So we work a ton on the place training side of things as well as the field stuff to help challenge them. But when they're in the house, they don't get very much free reign to knock into... Stuff, things. I almost uh, slipped there, and I don't necessarily want to call us like the fun police, but we kind of oh, are.
1: Absolutely. Okay, you, Ethan
0: really is.
1: You may have no fun in my house.
0: No. Uh, it, Take it outside. It always, it always escalates. Always, always,
1: always, always. It's just at first, it's just this innocent little. Oh, we're just like kind of half-wrestle playing. Next thing you know, they're breaking stuff. Ping-ponging off the walls and crashing through the living room, knocking. One of them get brought Jumping over the, the
0: back of the couch. Yeah, they, like, all those naughty it things. Just, it's
1: is horrible.
0: And yes. so- I we, mean,
1: and they're dogs, folks. This is, I mean, this stuff happens here. We just try and keep it to a minimum.
0: Yeah, and so, if we're the fun police, I guess we're the fun police, but what happens when we have young dogs that we have- Put so much emphasis on obedience and place training, and not giving them the opportunities to learn the naughty behaviors of mm-hmm. counter surfing and zoomies, and I
1: was talking about this launching off today. the
0: couch. Then what happens is you get a year old dog that realizes that after they've kind of matured and settled yeah. down. Those aren't really options. So, when they do get a little more free reign and a little more freedom to be in the house,
1: happy to come over yeah. and
0: get some love. Or they just come into the kitchen and sit there and watch you cook dinner. Not, fit, I'm not begging.
1: A, I'm talking a year old dog. Yeah. Year, year and a half old dog. So, you're a a few short months away if you're staying on top of it. Now, every personality is a little different, but uh, even I was talking, so I had um, had several Patreon calls today. We have a couple different tiers and VIP and VIP live are the two top tiers that allow interaction back and forth on the regular. Yep. Yep. So we set up a phone call if you like that more than texting and stuff. And these folks said, we want to set up a phone call. And it's just, I mean, it just cuts through the the questions and i it's faster right you we have a conversation you ask me a question i it
0: can be give clearer you a lot of
1: answers times. you go that doesn't make any sense i clarify and then you're who like, got it and um and then from the live standpoint we actually do you know like a we use google Video meets chat. or a zoom call or whatever FaceTime essentially and can watch and say, all right, right there, do that again, don't do that again, boom, that's it, you nailed it, stop the session, or no, 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 keep going, because that we're, we're getting close, we, we just gotta to push keep a little trying. More. So all of those things are good, but the, the folks I was talking with this afternoon, I talked about Vex, and I mean, that boy- Are I mean, you
0: talking about the dog bed when we were back in Norton?
1: I don't know what story you're talking about exactly.
0: Okay, well, you tell your story, and then I got to tell my story. Okay, really so
1: funny. it's just in the fact that we put so much emphasis on him and different personalities, things click a little bit better than others, but him specifically, and this is uh, it's part of why I love the boy. I mean, he learns something, and he's like, sticks with him. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I wish I was from the South, so I had something. One sti- of those sticks, really- sticks with him like tits on a boar hog, you know, or something. Um,
0: I think that was wrong.
1: Yeah, it was definitely wrong. but
0: put some of those southern sayings. You know what I'm talking about in the the comments. You know exactly
1: what you know exactly what we're talking about. I just am not good with them. Hotter
0: than a cat on a tin roof on a Sunday or whatever they say. Something you know those things that also didn't make sense, but I went with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So he would he it's his turn to be out because they have to rotate. We have. A few dogs. A and um, I will neither confirm nor deny the number of dogs that I own. I have dogs. I'll, I'll, I have the dogs that I, that I, I have. I have the
0: dogs that I have. I have
1: the dogs that I have. So he um, comes up in his first, th- every every time. St- I'm still of this day. He comes in the house. He comes up from whatever. It's his. He comes in, gets on a dog. bed, Stands there. Or lays down. That's just what he does. And he's like, all right, buddy, come on. And he's happy to come over and see you and get some love and whatever. But, I mean, it's just it's so ingrained that he just goes over and lays down on dog bed, which is, I mean, it's really nice. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about what's he getting into, what's he doing. Boy's too dumb to get into anything. And we put enough emphasis on, and I say that in a loving way. I mean, a dog that's overly intelligent is not necessarily a
0: good good thing. thing.
1: I mean, they get themselves into trouble with that intelligence. And he is smart enough to figure out everything. He trains well, loves to learn, but he doesn't challenge stuff. And that's a personality characteristic that's hard to find. And it's one that if I could clone the dude, I would. And I'd make about 1,000 of them because everybody in the whole world would love him. But uh, he, we're we're doing several line breedings. We're going to try this. I'm, I'm doing my best to... To clone through the process of line breeding. But uh, we'll We'll see see what happens.
0: But that actually ties in so smoothly with my story because that's where this all began as him as a little puppy back when we lived in Norton, which was also in Kansas. But um, we had a very small house and a very small living room. And we still have the same coffee table as we had back then, but there was just enough room for a coranda dog bed to slide underneath. Do you remember this? It would slide underneath the coffee table. Yeah. So when he would be a young puppy Cuz it went
1: in our living room, it went Couch, room for feet, coffee table, chair. Well, well the TV, TV
0: and the chair. Yeah, and there was just enough room here
1: for a coranda bed. So it was like there was no you could you could stand, you could stand up in front of the couch. And then bump your knees on the coffee table. And then the dog could lay on the coranda bed and lick the TV.
0: (laughs) Basically. And the coffee table. So it was nice to be able to slide that coranda bed out of the way when we didn't have a dog on it. So we had a little more room to Mm -hmm. walk around. Um, And it worked perfect. It was like it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. But he was so conditioned to every time he would get out of his crate and go out potty and come inside to get on that bed that there would be times I'd be, Oh, I need to get his dog bed out and I'm sliding it out from under the table. He's, already standing and he's like on it. I'm like, buddy, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm and that you know where you need to be, but I need to get the bed all the way out from under the table mm-hmm. first. So he became so conditioned to that type of behavior of this is where I need to be. This is a good place. I want to settle down here that, I don't want to say it became a nuisance, but it was, you could expect him to be right there getting on that bed before you even could get it pulled out from underneath the table.
1: The thing is, if you've got a young dog, you need to be the fun police. Because if you put in the time, effort, and energy now, when they're young, for the rest of their life, they're going to be easy. And that rest of their life is going to start early. It's not going to be like, oh, they're three. They're they they're just still, they got a they're lot of puppy five. in them. And, um, got a lot of puppy in them. That's like the... Ugh, statement from people, uh, just still puppy ish. No, puppy quit a long time ago. They're just naughty. Okay. And
0: they learned that they could be naughty, and that was the expectation that they mm-hmm. didn't have expectations.
1: So, I mean, at, at three, they're anywhere between 20 and 30% of the way through their whole life. It's like a 30 year
0: old man. Some 30-year-old men I know probably aren't super mature either, but we digress. What you're doing, Sam, is right. And continuing on that path of conditioning good behaviors through obedience is going to make your life easier in the long run. And she will get to the point where she's not as clumsy and she's not as big of a bull in the China shop, and she has a little more spatial awareness. And with all of the conditioning that you've previously done, it will make your life a lot easier.
1: I have another. I can't go.
0: You can't pop it off, so you just pop. fling splash. the lid off. Well,
1: I didn't mean to fling it.
0: So I have another Yawa question, probably the last one that we have time for tonight, from Baby Horse Outdoors, which <laughs> it was a fun name, so I just really wanted to answer this question too. Yawa question, I have a yellow lab and he does not like to eat his food. When I clicker train him, what should I do? And this is really cool because someone else that's a fan and a subscriber on YouTube answered and asked some questions back. And we love it when people start interacting with each other and helping each other out. Absolutely. That's really cool. So Denny Wagner said, are you training during his mealtime? Does he free range feed? Because if you're training during times he is hungry, he will be more motivated to eat and perform, which is exactly right And questions that I would have wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Baby Horse Outdoors said, yes, I am, by the way. Thanks. Not exactly sure. <laughs> which
1: is a yes to.
0: Are you training during his mealtimes?
1: And free-range
0: feeding. Or does he free-range feed? So... It was a little unclear what the answer was. I'm guessing, was. yes, I am,
1: thanks, is training during mealtime.
0: I am assuming that as well. Okay. But you know what assuming does sometimes, right? Yeah. But, yes.
1: Spell it out.
0: If you know what assuming does, put it in the comments below. <laughs> but, training during mealtimes, yes, very important, but... The other side of that is when you are training during meal times. if your puppy is still being picky or distracted, it's not, oh, well, here's a jackpot or here's the rest of your meal that you can pick at throughout the morning. No. If you can't focus for your training session and you're not interested in eating, the rest of your meal is taken away. Then come dinner time, dinner training session, we try again. You get your dinner portion, We try and train if you're a little distracted and you only eat a handful of kibble. Mm -hmm. We're going to try again in the morning. And eventually your puppy is going to get hungry enough to stay focused through that training session.
1: It won't take long. It
0: won't take long. And it does sound maybe like a little bit of tough love, but it's the same tough love that we give Aiden. We have dinner. They're all items that he can physically and does eat. Sometimes he chooses not to eat his chicken. And then he goes to bed <laughs> hungry yeah. because I'm not going to say, oh, well, you don't want to eat your chicken. What would you like to eat? Oh, you want to eat fruit snacks? That's his go-to answer for everything. Fruit
1: snacks, daddy. Fruit snacks. Fruit
0: snacks. Daddy. Like, well, we're not having fruit snacks unless you eat your chicken first. And so yeah, you can have
1: dessert or whatever. Yeah, if, but you, eat your if dinner. you eat
0: your meal first, it's not, oh, you don't feel like eating chicken, which is healthy and has protein and is something that you mm-hmm. do enjoy eating at times, well, then we're going to not give you <laughs> fruit snacks or any of the other things that he asks for, because we don't want to create that picky eating habit and we want to develop him to have good eating habits. So he might go to bed hungry and he's usually really ready to eat breakfast the next day. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of tough love will go a long way and it will allow your puppy to be ready to eat during those meals and during those training sessions.
1: The other side of it, I would say, um, this is just to a story. I've talked about several because this, this is one of two things. Get this out. First of all, if you guys are asking a question. Don't ever hesitate, okay? If you have a question, I'm going to bet you nine out of every 10 times somebody else also has that question, whether they've asked it or not, they're interested. So the fact that we had this specific situation had a gentleman this evening that said that, uh, this was on Patreon, I answered his question for him. He was asking about the fact that he said, okay, so my dog lacks drive and desire. Heck, maybe it's the same person. I don't think so though. Um, in baby
0: horse outdoors,
1: the Baby Horse Outdoors, are you a patron? I'm guessing not, or you'd ask the question there. Um, so
0: it, it looks like it's a picture of a yellow lab with a vest and a duck in its mouth.
1: Probably not the same person. So, anyhow, the question was asked in regards to dog doesn't stay motivated or focused for meals, and he said, "I is this uh And he asked, is this a tough love situation where I just say... You don't want to work for your meal, then it's gone or not. I said, yes, yes, it is. That would be what I would go to based on age and what you've explained and all of these things. Okay, perfect. I said, I've done that, but I felt bad because the dog pretty much skipped a whole day worth of eating. And he felt like that was too much and he didn't want to cause issues. I said, all right, so first of all, that puppy Will not starve itself to death. It just won't happen. They're going to get hungry. It may take one day, it may take one session, it may take two days, but rarely, especially if it's a young dog, rarely more than two days. If it's an adult dog that's carrying a little extra weight, I've seen dogs go three, four, five days. I mean, they just, and that's not, that's not withholding anything. They just refuse to eat. They're just like, Meh, don't care. Well, that's because you're working on the old fat reserves over there and you're goofy. Okay. But with your young dog, you're working through this. Yeah, absolutely. Utilize your meal. If they say, Meh, then you say, goes back in the bin. We'll try again tomorrow or this evening. I mean, whatever. Should be feeding probably twice a day with young dogs. And then you start that next day, you do it again. And i it's not going to take more than two days. I mean, its it just won't. Yeah. They'll be ready to eat. They'll be ready to work.
0: And I'm going to throw one caveat in there because this has happened a few times where we're talking to a patron and we're, asking them questions, and they've got this new seven, eight-week-old puppy that they're working on the beginning stages of clicker training, and the puppy doesn't really seem interested in eating their meals, eating for clicker training sessions. And the caveat is, as long as your puppy is healthy...
1: And acting normal.
0: acting normal. Yeah. A little tough love with, you know...
1: 100%.
0: Make them work for those meals. But your
1: puppy's not drinking water, not spunking around, seems lethargic. sleepy, lethargic. I mean, it's probably sick. Something.
0: Yeah. And I think that that was the case for one of the patrons was their puppy had coccidia or something like that and needed medication, bounced right back after they got medicated and boom, Which, onto training.
1: for the record, okay, puppies get giardia, puppies get coccidia, puppies get sometimes have worms, usually they're wormed, but even being wormed, they can still have worms. Okay? And
0: puppies aren't fully vaccinated until they're 16 weeks old. So even if they come with a round of vaccinations from the breeder, they can pick up parvo and distemper and things like that. On your way home. Yeah. So it can happen. So being vigilant and making sure that your puppy is truly healthy.
1: I just, we just hear important. that all the time. Ah, I got this dog from these Pos dog breeders that had coccidia. Well, rarely do we send a dog home that has those things. It doesn't slip through the cracks here very often. But we do a
0: lot of fecals, and we're very good about monitoring about puppies. But sometimes they weight need
1: and how much they eat and all those things. But
0: it, it can need happen. and get medication I mean, before it, they go home.
1: And I would say, on I mean, as much as we try and do all the things and everything else, it happens on a regular basis here. We just pay attention well enough to. Treat it, but it's just—it's a common thing. So,
0: especially just, with outdoor hunting breeds, throwing that out there. Yes. Right. So that was our caveat. Just make sure your puppy's healthy, and then they should be able to do training Absolutely. sessions for their yep. meals. Absolutely. So that was a really great question. Probably one that we need to end on because I think we're about out of time. Are, are you out of whiskey? He's just about out of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for watching. I don't think you need another pour tonight, babe. Thanks, son. I'm Kat the dog trainer.
1: And I'm out of whiskey.
0: And he's the guy with the pink gun. And we will see you in the next video. Hopefully.